Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. So, today we're going to deal with this aspect of divinatory intercession, mission compromise, mission compromise. Hashtag that in the comments, mission compromise. Has, have rather, have you compromised God's mission as it pertains to the intermingling of voices? Have you compromised what God has assigned and tasked to your hands in regards to guarding, defending, by way of intercession, his kingdom, the sovereign, and his subjects. Let's deal with this, shall we? What is mission compromise? Well, first and foremost, understand that intercession pertains to war and combat. Intercession contains, pertains rather, to war and combat. Assistant Chief has made this evident. She has literally taken us line upon line and precept upon precept as it pertains to that statement that intercession pertains to war and combat. Notice I did not say prayer. I said intercession because there is a distinction between the two. I know we utilize the words interchangeably and synonymously. However, there is a difference. There is a clear distinction between prayer and intercession. All right. When it comes to intercession, we are going beyond the superficial. When it comes to intercession, we are going beyond petitioning. We're going beyond requesting. We're going beyond asking. Are you following me? When we deal and talk about intercession, we are actually dealing with the realms of war and combat. We're dealing with the zones of war and combat. So combat, what does that mean? Combat is to fight, struggle, or contend. And listen, I don't have to go into depths and detail as it pertains to intercession because we have the intercessor, the intercessor of intercessors right here as the host, as the visionary of the force broadcast. And she, from the force's inception, she has been establishing for us from scripture's perspective what intercession is all about in God's realm, in God's world, from God's perspective, all right? So I want you to 
really hone in on the meaning of the words that we're dealing with right now. These terms, combat is to fight, to struggle, to contend. When you enter into intercession, these are the acts that you are exemplifying or that you will. There's fighting, there's struggle, there's contending, there is literal engagement with the forces of darkness. Also, our other term, war. Listen to this. War is large-scale military conflict. The operative words there is large-scale. And this is where this is where God is endeavoring to transition the church from prayer, from praying, from supplication to intercession. It's time, saints, for us to enter into combat with the forces of darkness that is combating against us, with the forces of darkness that is coming against our sovereign and his nation, coming against his will, coming against his purposes, coming against his precepts, all right? It's our job as intercessors. It's our job as prophets, because this is what prophets month. Huh? It's our job as apostles to subdue darkness, to subdue it, not to placate it, not to pacify it, not to interact with it as it pertains to becoming a participant, Uh, I feel like hitting the bell here. I feel a bell anointing. It's coming. It's coming. But it is our job as apostles, as prophets, as intercessors, as prophetic and apostolic people to subdue darkness. And we subdue darkness by way of combat. We subdue darkness by way of war, engaging in a large scale military conflict. The last time I was with you, Assistant Chief and I, we helped you to understand that salvation is a is an act or a form of enlistment or enlisting in the army of eternity, enlisting in the supernal forces. Hmm? And so also war deals with difficulty. It deals with dispute. It deals with hostility. Intercession is not for the timid. It's not for the intimidated. It's not for the weak. It's not for the person that is overly concerned about hurting feelings and being misunderstood. No, listen, when you are called to intercession, you are called to combat. You are called to war. You are called lean in to carry out a mission. You know what? Let me go ahead and just hit my bell because I feel it. I feel it right here. This is a good bell moment. Come on here, bell. Huh? One more time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. When you are called to intercession, you are called to combat. You are called to war. You are called to carry out, to facilitate the mission of the commander and chief. I'm going somewhere. Therefore, we cannot afford to compromise the mission. Listen to this. By entertaining and intermingling with the adversary. And this is why we must be clear on who our adversary is. We must be clear 
we must be able to, to differentiate and distinguish between the voices of God, the voices of our culture, the 14 voices. Let me just sum it up in saying that. We must be able to differentiate and distinct the realms, be able to tell from which realm the voices are speaking. And so we must gear up. We must gear up. We must muscle up. We must step up, understanding that we are not coming with our talith, our prayer shawls, and going through prayer rituals, prayer routines. No, we are booting up. We're suiting up. We're gearing up for war. All right. So intercession pertains to war and combat. Now, write this down if you're taking notes. Take a picture of these slides. Feel free. Listening is essential when it comes to combat and war. I want y'all to see my face. Listening, lean in. Listening is essential. Notice I did not say hearing. I said listening. Listening is essential. Why? Because right here at the bottom of the slide, intercession is a matter of life or death. Are you hearing me? Now, I know that's foreign to some, but intercession, because again, we are going beyond the superficial. We are going beyond the surface of what prayer has been taught to be by the church based upon the, the evangelical movement. But I declare unto you that there is a militant movement that the Holy Ghost has initiated. There is a militant movement, not an evangelical, a militant movement. And so when it comes to combat and war, listen to this. In order for listening, rather, listening is a safeguard against mission compromise. Now, I know that's kind of wordy, but hashtag that listening is a safeguard against mission compromise. Let me say it once again, for those of you in the back, hashtag listening is a safeguard for mission compromise. Not hearing. There's a difference. Unfortunately, many of you under the sound of my voice, you're hearing me. You're hearing sound. You are able to comprehend that I am speaking, that I am saying something. There is you, 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 your, your auditory faculties are engaged. They are in operation. They are functioning. You're hearing, but you're not listening. See, Listening and or to listen is the ability to decipher, to sift between what was said, to, to sift, to sift the information. 
Listening is the ability to sift the information, the ability to extract the information and discard what is not significant, what is not pertinent, what does not pertain to your task, your assignment, or your mission. And many of you have compromised your mission because you lack the ability to listen to sound doctrine. You lack the ability to, Lord, I feel, you know what? Let me, I felt Dr. Price's anointing. I needed to slap something. You always have to keep your slap cloth nearby. See, listening is the ability not only to extract the pertinent, significant information, but the ability to apply it as well, to appropriate it, to employ it, to enact it. And why is this important? Why is this significant? Because when you're in combat, when you're in war, which intercession is, it's combat, it's war on behalf of the king, warring and combating in regards to the fulfillment of his future. And it's a matter of life or death. Oh, yes, because there are generations, generations that hang in the balance. The success of what God is rolling out and establishing even in and through our own chief apostle, Dr. Price. It's predicated, the success of it is predicated upon our ability to ensure that her mission is fulfilled and carried out. And how is that done? By us fulfilling and carrying out our mission, making sure that there is no room for compromise, that we give no place to the devil, that we don't expose our spirit and lend our members to divination that is disguised and cloaked under relevance, disguised and cloaked under evangelizing and being able to relate with people. There's nowhere in the scriptures where God instructed us to become devils in order to win devils. <laughs> All right, I believe that low. I'm gonna leave that low. Let's move, let's move, because I've only got a few minutes to deal with this. I want to share this quote with you, a very powerful quote that's going to segue us into the next dimension of our teaching, into the into the next phase thereof. This quote by retired Marine Corps General, General James Mattis. He says, and I quote, listen to this. This is powerful. He says, I don't care. He was speaking to his troops, speaking to his men. And when I say men, I'm not excluding the female gender. I'm including you wonderful women in that term, men there. So General Mattis says to his men, to his soldiers, listen to this, I don't care how tactically or operationally brilliant you are. If you cannot create harmony, oneness, unity, where? 
on the battlefield. Notice where he says harmony, oneness, unity is required. Not in your prayer closet. Because your prayer closet, contrary to popular belief, is not the battleground. Your prayer closet is the information room. Come on here. Your prayer closet is where you receive information, where you receive strategy, where you receive the doctrines of war as it pertains to your particular assignment. But in order for you to appropriate, incorporate, enact, and employ the strategies and the, 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 the instruction and the war plan, you have to exit the information room. You have to exit and enter the battlefield because the battlefield is where the war takes place, is where combat happens. And so he says, listen, it makes no difference how tactically or operationally brilliant you are. If you cannot create harmony on the battlefield based on trust, based on trust across joint interagencies, intergovernmental and multinational lines. Now, we can't just fly past that because understand there are no lone rangers in intercession. Come on, hashtag that. There are no lone rangers in intercession. This is why God through prophet Angela has galvanized intercessors from across the globe to unite our mantles of intercession, to unite and connect our prophet's mantle, our apostle's mantle, to connect and unite so that we across joint, interagency, intergovernmental and multinational lines, we can be effective in our mission and not have it compromised. He said, if you can't do that, let me hurry. He said, if you can't do that, you need to go home <laughs> because your leadership is obsolete. God help me. Where's my bell? One more time. I got to hit the bell. I got to hurry. Come on here, bell. He says, you might as well take your hind parts to the house, to the Ponderosa, to the crib, because your leadership is obsolete. How many people are endeavoring to intercede, endeavoring to be used of God in this era with the mindset of the old move? It's not going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen. All right. I only got a few minutes and I got a few more slides. Mission command. What General Mattis spoke it's connected to what's called mission command. He was relaying to the troops that if you lack the ability, he was speaking to his subordinates, he was speaking to senior enlisted, he was an officer, he was speaking to senior enlisted, those who had authority, had jurisdiction over the troops in various segments and things of that nature. 
he says to them that if you lack the ability to harmonize with those you lead, you will eventually compromise the mission. And what safeguards, not only does listening safeguard from mission compromise, safeguards from mission compromise, but understanding mission command, understanding mission command. What is mission command? The military's approach to command and control. Mission command is the military's approach to command and control. See, in order for there not to be the compromising of our mission, you have to possess the ability to command, to instruct, to educate, to oversee, and control. And not necessarily you being a dictator, but you, one, possessing control of yourself, where you don't allow your emotions, you don't allow your feelings to override judgment. Hence, you compromise the mission. Hmm? But you're able to first gain control over your own mind, your mental state, your emotional state, and then you're able to maintain control of troops whereby they are focused in the midst of combat, chaos, war. Compromise. Compromise. What is compromise? Listen to this. It is to expose to risk or hazard, endanger the reputation of, the reputation of, the reputation of. Lord, ooh, Jesus, Prophet Angela, you've got to allow me to come back another time so I can do this justice. Praise God. But Compromise, we really never deal with that aspect of the meaning etymologically. To compromise is to endanger the reputation. So see, when you when you intermingle with divination, when you entertain your opponents, when you entertain God's adversaries, you Christian participating in a few days in Halloween, you're not Christian, or either you are completely ignorant of the origin thereof. That's why you need to connect with Prophet Angela, connect with myself, connect with those who are connected to Dr. Paula Price, because you are, by connecting and associating and interacting and entertaining God's adversaries, you are on the verge of compromising his mission. And before God allows any one of us to compromise his mission, he will cut us off. I don't have time to deal with that. He will expose you. Listen, you and I, we are dispensable. Oh, I know we don't think that, but God, will, oh, y'all don't believe that? Just ask Saul. Just ask Eli. Hmm? Because when it comes to God's mission, he is not going to allow it to go down. He's not going to allow it to fall. I want to hit these two types of compromise in my clothes. The first type of compromise, these are military terms. The first type of compromise from a military or militaristic standpoint is soft compromise. And some of you are here. 
What is a soft compromise prophet? Glad you asked. A soft compromise is opposing forces have detected you. And see, when you dibble and dabble and thinking that it's okay to connect with what God specifically instructs us to disconnect from, you have just softly compromised yourself, your stands, your position, and God's agenda, God's future. Your opponent has detected you. They have detected the fact that you're in their sphere, that you have crossed into their domain. That's soft compromise. The second type of compromise, the last, is hard compromise. So when you are detected by your adversary, when your presence is detected, that's soft compromise. And you transition from soft compromise to hard compromise, which is now your your adversaries endeavoring to kill you, endeavoring to kill, to destroy, to annihilate, to to nullify your purpose, to take you out. And this is what divinatory, and if I'm not pronouncing it right, Prophet Angela, you help me, divinatory or divinatory intercession does. It brings about soft compromise and then it crescendos into hard compromise. And now we have casualties all over the field, all over the field. Now, lastly, I'm just going to run through these. You take a picture and if the Lord touches Prophet Angela's heart and she extends mercy, I can come back and really do this justice. So y'all y'all intercede on Prophet CT's behalf that I can come back on the force and really uh, take my time and do justice with these. But I want to end, I want to close with these seven principles of mission command. Let me move my screen here. Seven principles of mission command. Remember, I told you we discuss what mission command is. It is the ability to command and control. And these are seven principles as it pertains to one enacting, employing and appropriating mission command. One, competence. Competence. You must be competent. See, we think anybody can pray. Well, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a Christian, I can pray. Yeah, all Christians should be able to pray, but not all Christians can intercede. Hmm? They don't possess intercession competence. They don't possess intercessory competence. Do you possess intercessory competence? Hashtag that. Do you possess intercessory competence? Continual development through education, realistic training, not superficial or rather not make believe, not theoretical but realistic training and self-development. See, in order for you to be established, in order for you to establish intercessory competence, this is what you need. And this is what the force broadcast does. Mutual trust, shared confidence between commanders, subordinate and partners. There must be mutual trust. That goes back to the harmony that General Mattis spoke about. You must 
have confidence and trust in your commanders, in their orders, in their instruction in order for you to carry out, to bear the weight, first and foremost, and the responsibility thereof, and then to ensure that what you have been tasked with and assigned, that you carry it out. The third principle of mission command, share understanding. That deals with doctrinal beliefs. In other words, you cannot operate under the principle of mission command, ensuring that your mission is not compromised if you disagree with the doctrines of war, if you disagree with the UCMJ, the uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice, if you disagree with the scriptures. No, you can't disagree with the doctrine, with the principles, with the precepts that govern the activities of war and combat. Fourth, commander's intent, clearly communicated. You must have the commander's intent clearly communicated. And if there's something that you don't understand, something that you did not comprehend, this is not the time to act bigoty. This is not the time to be boastful or rather prideful. And, and, and you walk away, you exit the training room going into the going on to the battlefield, the battleground, knowing good and well that you do not comprehend in totality what the commander's intent is. Now you're about to go and get yourself killed, compromise the mission and have casualties all over the field. The fifth is mission orders. Commander's intent, it's a combination. Mission orders is a combination of the commander's intent, his or her, or his or hers desired results and required subordinate tasks. What tasks, what responsibilities, what duties do you have? That if they're not carried out, then the commander's intent and or the mission orders fail. And if the mission orders fail, then the mission is compromised. The sixth principle of mission command, discipline initiative. This is your ability to follow orders. And that does not come innately. You have to be developed. You have to be discipled. And lastly, risk acceptance. Assessing the risk, catch this, to the mission, let me move this, and risk to the force, to the people, to the troops, to the men. See, when you operate in the principles of mission command, you have to accept the risk. You accept the risk after you've assessed the risk. And many of you want to just jump on the intercessory team, but you have not assessed the risk. Therefore, you have not properly or really accepted the risk because you can't properly and adequately accept what you have not assessed. Huh? Now, I'm out of time and I know I went through it fast. In order for us to fulfill the mission and not compromise the mission, we must employ the principles of mission command. 
Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text EMPOWERME, all lowercase, no spaces, to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.